0: Hey everyone, saddle up and get yourself ready for the Horse Business Advice Podcast, where I share tips and insights for horse business owners around the world on all kinds of things to do with running your business. I'm Melody, online horse business coach, mother, lover of horses a collector of far too many saddle pads, and unicorn obsessed. I'm absolutely passionate about helping equine-related businesses get the confidence to move forward and get organised enough to be able to still have a life and a business at the same time. Now, I don't want you out there struggling to find the help you need, wondering what the hell to do next. I'm here to tell you that you do not have to go on this journey of horse business alone. So come along and join my free Facebook group, Equine Entrepreneurs Horse Business Advice, and be part of a really supportive and thriving community of horse business owners from around the world. Welcome, welcome. It's Melody here. And in this episode of the Horse Business Advice podcast, I'm going to tell you about my email apocalypse that happened recently. Now, I am no stranger to technology hating me. It seems like I have so many moving parts behind the scenes to run my business. One wrong move and everything explodes. And it feels like sometimes technology picks on me and things don't always go to plan. But you know what? I'm going to tell you this story about this diabolical experience that I just had and the lessons that I learned now this was unavoidable from my point of view this was a failing of technology and the system that they use but I learned a lot of things along the way of how to deal with something catastrophic so what happened well You probably know that I carry on about you need an email list, you need more than one point of contact with your customer base and your ideal clients because, you know, as we've talked about before, you can lose your social profiles at the drop of a hat to hackers and, you know, whether you get them back or not is another question. And many times your accounts are recoverable, but sometimes it takes months and you need to still be able to contact your clients. So I've always lived by that theory. And as a result, I use a very extensive email marketing platform for communicating with my audience and also my clients. And There's a whole lot of working, uh, moving parts behind scenes. There's automations, there's things that happen. If you join the list, then this certain thing happens. If you join my EE Brains Trust membership, then you'll get this welcome email with your login details. You'll get your updates every week to um, what we're doing in the membership that week. You'll get an hour reminder before our weekly coaching sessions and all of those sorts of things. So I rely on that so that I am not glued to my computer 24 hours a day thinking, all right, we've got a Zoom meeting in an hour's time, quickly got to send everyone an email. I literally plan those things and schedule them months and months and months ahead of time. So there's a lot of moving parts in there. And as a result, I use a reasonably complex system. It's not an entry level, it's not free, it's fairly expensive, but I rely on it and it's an important investment for my business. Now what happened, I won't go into the nitty gritty details because you don't really need to know that, but the end result was for reasons completely out of my control, my account got frozen. They stopped sending emails because there was an issue in the behind the scenes. It wasn't a bounce payment or anything like that. It was something stupid and small that I didn't even know about. There was no email notifications. Nobody told me anything was wrong. The only way I could have told that anything was not going to plan was when I logged in, the bottom left-hand corner, there was like a three-millimeter square little red circle that had a little... um, Exclamation mark on it. And had I clicked on that, that would have said, Hey, we've stopped. Well, it didn't even tell me it had stopped sending my emails. It just said, Hey, there's an issue. We need you to fix this. We need you to do this, blah, 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 blah. But it didn't actually tell me that it wasn't sending emails. Now, why is this such a big deal? Here's the thing because I am so organized and structured, I schedule stuff months ahead in advance it's all ready to go so that i'm not logging into that system every second day to create emails so i can go two weeks without logging into it because i'm so organized and i've been ahead of time and i've got everything all set up i don't need to be logging in all the time that's not the point i don't want to be spending all my time in the back end of an email marketing platform that's boring i want to be either talking to you guys or playing with my horses The downside of that was, of course, I wasn't in there to see that tiny little red icon that I probably may not have noticed for a while, and I would have thought that, you know, when you're paying a fair bit of money, you'd get some emails telling you that there's a problem with your account. Anyway, what happened was this all happened the day before I ran my free challenge in the group, and I had, you know, 180 people register. And I had 100 people, 105 people joined the free Facebook group. And at the time, I thought to myself, that's not... I get every time I run a challenge, people register and they don't follow through and, they, you know, they get busy or they whatever, not everyone jumps in. But I thought 104 out of 180, nah, that's not that great a number. Okay, maybe that's a sign of the times, it was bad timing, I don't know, but I'll just forge ahead and keep going. In that challenge, I had a sequence of email set up to tell people what was going on that day of the challenge. It was also run in a Facebook group. And I noticed inside the group that people seemed a bit confused about what they were supposed to be doing. And I was like, You're getting an email, guys. Like, read your email. But if not, it's also here. And I just dealt with it. No at no point did anybody tell me they hadn't got an email, because probably they weren't expecting one. But then the way that I use these challenges is as a lead magnet for my business. So I run this free challenge, I spend Many, many hours, I probably spent 30 hours in that group helping those people individually going backwards and forwards. Every waking minute I had available in that week, where it was five days, I spent helping people. And I do that for free because... You know, that's part of what I do is I want to help and educate and support horse business owners from around the world. But then it's also a lead magnet for me. So those people that then decide that they want a little bit more, they might then join my membership. So as part of this process, my email platform had a bunch of emails set up as soon as the challenge was finished to say, hey, we finished the challenge but if you'd like to join the membership, here's the deal. And then another one saying, you know, here's a couple of great reasons why you might want to join and there was a free bonus for them. There was something extra that was thrown in that if they registered within a week that they would get that thing and all of this stuff was set up and as you can imagine... There was a lot of work involved in that whole process. So for me, there were 17 emails involved and that that sounds like a lot, but it wasn't that everyone got 17 emails. It was like if you did this, then you got that email and if you didn't register, you got the other email and if you were already a member, you got this email. So there was a lot of moving parts and it was all if-then stuff. It was dependent on this and that. None of that happened. And it wasn't until five days after the end of the challenge and I sat down and I went, that is a very underwhelming response and that is not what I expected and it's not my past experience. How am I going to troubleshoot this? What am I going to look at? First thing I went was looking into my emails. I couldn't actually figure it out because it wasn't showing me a specific notification saying, hey, you know, all these emails you had scheduled, we haven't sent them. So, I had to get on a support call with an expert and she helped me unpack it all and that's when we realized none of my emails were going. I was gutted. I'd spent so many hours writing those emails, scheduling them all, setting them all up, creating all the content for the group, spending all that time in the group and the moment had passed. Because the truth of the matter is is when you run something like a free challenge, within the next couple of days after those people have got all that value and they've worked with you and you've shown them what you can do, that's when they're going to be excited to join something that you're offering and not two weeks later. The moment has passed. You just have to jump on those opportunities when people are excited about it. It's just a reality. That's how marketing works. It's not deceitful. It's not cheating. It's not tricking people. It is just how marketing works. Of course, that didn't happen. I had a few people trickle in, but, you know, that wasn't the past history. So realising that none of my emails had sent... I went into a bit of a flat spin, if I'm being honest. I was devastated. I was like, now what am I going to do? How's this going to work? And what happens when this account gets reinstated? Are all these emails going to send? And what happens to all my automations? So, you know, I can proudly boast that I've got all these fancy automations, but when shit goes wrong with stuff like that, it's really tricky to unpack. So how did I deal with it? So, when something catastrophic happens like this in your business, let's say your website goes down or you also have an email marketing apocalypse, Uh, something that you rely on super heavily suddenly just shits itself and disappears and you're left with an empty basket of nothing. The first thing that you need to do is stop and slow down. My instinct was to quickly reinstate it and then figure it all out afterwards. I am so glad that I was pulled back from that and I didn't do that because had I reinstated my account, those 17 emails would have gone out instantly and some people would have got up to eight emails in their inbox all at once. And that would have pissed me off if someone had done that to me and I don't need to lose subscribers for that reason just because I've had a technical issue. So first thing to do is stop. And have a plan. So, the first thing we did was we sat down and we wrote out a list of all the things that I needed to check. So, it was check the automations, and I wrote down which ones I needed to check. I needed to see where people were in those automations and what was going to happen. I need to, needed to understand. When I set things running again, what is going to happen? Are those people going to skip parts of that automation? Are they going to suddenly get jammed up with three emails from that automation? Did they get their freebie that they signed up for? Are they now going to get those sales sequences or even the invitation to join the Facebook group for the challenge that was now 10 days past? So I needed to write a list of all of those things. And I had to unpack those things one thing at a time. So, if you have something going wrong with your business, the first thing I would do is write a list of all of the possible implications. Now, the second thing I did was I very quickly communicated to, first of all, my client group, my membership group, and then to my broader audience. I made light of it. I called it the apocalypse. I said Daryl wasn't coming to save me. And for those of you who don't know who Daryl is, please go and watch The Walking Dead. And I just told them that stuff had gone wrong. And I also told them that there's a chance that when I get this going up, up and running again, if I just move sideways, it's like walking through a mild minefield, right, so unpacking stuff like this, one in the wrong spot and kaboom, you've blown it. And so I knew that if I made one slightly wrong move, people could get a stupid amount of emails, the wrong emails, or not get the emails that they thought they were getting. So there's all kinds of possibilities there. So I just let them know and I said, my system, you know, it's gone crazy chicken. I'm going to fix it. In the process of fixing it, you might get some weird stuff. Please, A, ignore it, but B, let me know because people letting me know that they would got a weird email, that's really helpful for me to then go troubleshoot that. I can look in that contact and I can say, why did they get that? And that helps me identify any problems. So I let my audience know. Then I went and asked my platform, email marketing platform, all the right questions. What happens when this happens? What happens when that happens? I mean, I also put up a fair song and dance about why this happened because this was definitely a failing on their part. And that got escalated to board level. But uh, at the moment of recording this podcast, I still don't have a resolution. So I'm still a little bit cross with them. And when I say a little bit cross, I'm ropeable because it cost me a lot of time, a lot of lost revenue. And a lot of stress. For three or four days, it was very, very stressful. It was all I could think about, if I'm being honest. Just how am I going to fix this? Am I going to have to start again? Have I lost all of my contacts? What's going to happen? So I asked all of the questions. I put in support ticket after support ticket. Those poor people at the other end of the support ticket line probably thought I was a crazy stalker lady but I had to ask all of the questions what's going to happen if I do this what's going to happen if I do that and I deliberately asked these questions individually so that because you know when you ask someone six questions and they come back and they answer four of them And you don't get answers to the last two. Like, I don't know how that's a thing, but it happens all the time. And it's worse when you're asking tech support of any kind of business. Tech support just doesn't seem to have the ability to process how many questions you asked and give the right amount of answers. So every individual question I had, I put in a separate support ticket and be damned with them thinking I was crazy. I didn't care. It was their fault. I was angry at them, so I was happy to spam them. The other thing I did was I documented this entire process. Now, why did I do that? The reason I did it was if anything were ever to go wrong again and the document that I created would be useful for more than just if my email marketing platform went down. It would also, if my client booking system went down, it would give me a checklist of all the things I need to do. Check these contacts, make sure this person has sent look at my diary and see what's coming up in the next week and make sure that the people that needed to get in this case needed to get emails make sure they have another way of getting the information so for example my ebrains trust membership group they needed to get an email an hour before our group coaching call But I knew I couldn't send that email, so I had to make sure that I had another way of sending them that email, which thankfully I did because I don't rely on one platform regardless of what it is. So documenting that process was important for me to then keep referring back to it but also have a look at it if anything ever happens again. I've got that process documented. It's going to be a reminder for me how to unpack catastrophic technical events. Let's hope that's the only one that happens. But I'm just being realistic. It's not going to be. It's not the first time I've had technology go wrong. It's the worst example of technology that I've ever had. It's the most uh, impactful. It's been the most difficult to unpack. But it goes wrong all the time, you know. And, you know, for me, I figure the more technology I use, and I, I do use a lot of technology and a lot of automations and this talks to that and that talks to that. I am relying on a whole lot of tech to keep the business running behind the scenes so that I could go play with my horses instead of be sat in front of this computer all day. But the downside of that, of course, is that technology isn't perfect and it can fail and things can go wrong. So having this document at least gave me an idea of what to do if it ever happens again. And then the last thing, and I think the most important thing was I just took it slowly. I did not work until three o'clock in the morning. I am not my best at 3am. I'm just saying, I'm not my best at midnight. I do not work well in the middle of the night. I know that. I know that my energy is not good. And I know that my eyes get tired. And I know that if I was going to make a mistake, if I'm going to, do a shortcut, if I'm going to, you know, do something dumb, it's going to be in the middle of the night. I know I am far better off getting up bright and early, dealing with things in my own time, taking breaks. You know, I actually set myself alarms that first two days where I spent, I spent literally two days doing nothing else but unpacking all of this stuff. And I set my phone to go off at me every hour. And then I walked to my letterbox and back every hour which is about a 600-metre round trip, and that was just to get fresh air, get upright, save my back, save my eyes, save my brain, because I didn't want to make any mistakes. So I didn't just go 100-mile-an-hour, I can't do anything else until I do this. I went, I'm going to take it slowly. I've communicated to my clients. I've communicated to my audience. They kind of know behind the scenes that there's something going on. They they know that there's probably not going to be some emails that they would normally get. And to be honest, it's not like anybody sitting on the edge of their seat going, oh, why hasn't Melody emailed me? They're not going to be like that. Nobody loves email that much. So it's not a big deal. So I wanted to share this story with you because, first of all, a lot of business owners see stuff go wrong. Their website goes down or their hosting, something happens to their hosting, or their emails go down, or their booking system goes down, and they freak out. And I wanted you to know that it happens to everyone. It happens to me. <laughs> Here's my story. And The important thing is is to know that you can get through stuff like this if you take a methodical approach to it. You've got to write everything down, create a bit of a plan, slow down. Don't knee-jerk react to anything. And the next thing is a conversation that I've had is do I move email platforms? I have spent so much time and money setting this system up on this platform. My instinct in the middle of last week while I was in the middle of all of this was to just ditch them straight away and set up a new account with another business. Now, I probably honestly still will do that because I've been very unhappy with the support I've got through this process that was not my fault. And they don't really seem to Care so i 'm not being terribly happy with that this um and it, and it showed a big failing in the support and when their support was available, so you know for me and my business, perhaps I will move. But I also recognized after thinking about it really clearly, I realized that moving whilst I was in this time of stress, whilst I was having all of these issues was a terrible idea. I needed to get everything sorted out and settled down and working the way it should. And then I can take a step back and then assess it yes, I'll probably move, but it's not the time to change platforms, throw your website away, change your booking system whilst shit's going wrong. You need to get it sorted, get it working so that you can do things in your own time. You can breathe. You can take the time to process your thoughts and ask all the right questions instead of knee-jerk reacting and just going, oh my God, that didn't work. I'm just going to shift to something else. Which, you know, was my exact response. That's what I was going to do. I was out last week and I've restrained myself from doing that. Probably do it later today. But but at the same time, I'm okay with that because I have got everything working again and I have been able to take a step back, look at the whole process and see what went wrong. Uh, did I take a part in it? Did support respond properly? what did I lose? What did I gain? What did I learn? I guess that's the most important thing, right? Stuff goes wrong. You've just got to keep going and figure out what's the lesson here. Now, when people say that to me, I instantly go, but I didn't do anything wrong. So why is there, has there, does there have to be a lesson? And for me, the lesson was when something goes wrong and it's not your fault, this is how to unpack it these are the things that you need to do. So that was the lesson for me because at first I was like what's the lesson here? Well, I didn't make this happen, so the lessons for them, it's not for me. And then I remembered that what I did gain out of it was this great list of what to do when stuff goes wrong. <laughs> um the ability to slow down, the ability to actually communicate with my audience and for me I think it's important that you guys can connect with, with me as a business owner and know that stuff goes wrong for me just as much as it does go for you. That makes me more relatable to you and it makes, you know, and I would hope and it is, is my intention that it makes you guys realise that I really can help because I have these experiences myself. I don't sit up here in magic carpet land with everything going smoothly and nothing ever goes wrong and unicorns and rainbows are falling from the sky. That is not what happens here. Stuff goes wrong all the time and I just have to deal with it and I just, you know, happen to have learned some lessons along the way to help me deal with it. And so when stuff goes wrong for you, I'm confident that I can get you through that sort of thing. So thank you for listening to me tell you all about my email marketing apocalypse, which I hope never, ever happens again. I hope you've learned some stuff from it. And I hope you also know that if you do come across a situation where you have something catastrophic going on with your business, that you could reach out to me and I might be able to help you or at least point you in the right direction. So, I will leave you with that thought. I hope you have a great rest of the day, and I will catch you guys soon.